Tuesday Tips with San Diego. Hey guys, Jay Finlayson here. And Kiara Finlayson. And we are here to talk to you this week about a place that we have been dying to try, uh, Stave and Nail. Yeah, we haven't been yet, and yes. this was our first time ever going in every single place, so yeah. it was nice. It was interesting. I will admit, one of the beers we tried ahead of time, but one we'll be trying with you guys here on the air. Um, but one of the reasons that we have been dying to try them is that back in the normal days, they were literally only open one weekend a month. And that weekend, they would just totally sell out of whatever beer they had and then brew the whole next month just to open again and sell out, which made it super hard for me to get over there since I work in the industry. And then Saturdays were always Jake's game day, so he was pretty much out for the weekend. And um, so we were really stoked when they started opening every weekend with food service during COVID. So we went by, grabbed some beer to go, and here we are. Yeah, it just makes it really tough. Um, but I think that's an awesome business model since they're busy doing other things. Like this is their, uh, quote side project that they do. Um, yeah. one of the, the co-owner, um, who's also the head blender is, uh, actually the head brewer or, uh, head of the sour program at, uh, Rip Current. Right. Which is right next to you. Yeah. They're neighbors. Yeah. They're neighbors. <laughs> and his brother is actually the, uh, head brewer. So, um, it's it's a family business pretty much, and they yeah. run it in a way that I think is pretty unique. They just make beer and then they sell it and they do it for passion. Totally, and their philosophy is really cool. Um, according to their website, they wrote at Stave and Nail, our philosophy is simple: be boldly unique. We want to push the boundaries and explore the unknown. We are mostly barrel aged and fermented brewery, specializing in mixed culture fermentations. Our goal is to make balanced and delicate beers with unique character that is imparted by our house cultures of wild yeast and bacteria. What really intrigued me at first personally was their name and honestly their beautiful typography because yeah. of my graphic design background. Yeah. Um, a bit into their name, I know it's a really cool sounding name. Um, so a stave is one of the single pieces of wood in an oak barrel. So those tiny, tiny pieces of... Um, wood that get hung or put together by metal hoops. Uh, each individual piece of wood is a stave, basically. Gotcha. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the inside of a stave or a whole barrel. I know you have, Jake. Mm -hmm. um, I actually have some downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the wood is super porous. Um, same reason they use it for wine. Um, it allows, for wine, it allows them to soak into the sides. Um, but for beer, when they put their sour beer inside, the yeast and bacteria soak into the sides of the barrel, and the barrel itself becomes an ingredient. Um, so it imparts flavor, it imparts texture, um, pretty much anything barrel-aged. That's the case. Um, for a brewery that is centered around the idea of barrel-aging, Stave makes a lot of sense in that part of the name. Gotcha. Um, nail is the part that I had no idea where they were coming from, honestly. <laughs> so did I. Um, so I was excited to kind of dip into that. Um, from their website, they described it really well. Uh, so once the beer hits maturity, we start to compose our blends. Every barrel has its own unique characteristics. Blending allows us to use those different characters to build complexity. So where does the nail come in? Well, in order to create a blend, we need to pull samples. After the first fill of the barrel, we drill a small hole in the head of the barrel and plug the hole with a stainless steel nail. When we are ready to take samples, we just pull the nail out and catch the beer in our sampling vessel. You know, a glass. <laughs> to summarize, 
The nail represents the blending process, our favorite aspect of making barrel-aged sour or barrel-aged beer. Um, so for me, that totally makes sense. Same. The reason I didn't quite get it is because we have different terminology mm-hmm. for wine, and we don't have to nail it because um, they ferment differently, of course. Wine, we don't need it to be uh, carbonated, so that that takes out a step of fermentation uh, for us. Like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and in wine, we use a wine thief through the actual hole in the barrel, which is called a bung hole, <laughs> which always reminds me of Beavis and Butt. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, <laughs> back to Stave and Nail. Um, we already talked about where they are, so they're by Rip Current off of Grand Avenue in San Marcos. If you know where the Las Posas um, shopping center is, it's right there. Um, so what are we sipping on today? Uh, today we have the Lemmy Far- Farmhouse Saison, which is 4.9% ABV. Um, so what is this Saison? Obviously, yes. like not many people know what it is, um, especially in the... I just spilled on myself. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I get for swirling. Clumsy, huh? Um, but yeah, so what is the Saison? Um... Uh, you know, in our you know American drinking culture, we're very familiar with stouts, porters, mm-hmm. uh, especially out here on the West Coast, more of those hoppy IPAs and pale ales. Totally. Um, but you never really hear saisons, and I this might not technically be accurate, but I associate it with a balanced, not too hoppy, not too malty, uh, pale ale from Belgium. Um, it's highly carbonated, spicy, fruity, and often bottle conditioned. That means it's fermented inside uh, the bottle in order to get the extra carbonation. Very cool. But uh, it's generally classified as a farmhouse ale. Traditionally, these beers would have been brewed at 3 to 3.5% ABV, but modern iterations see them at around 45 to 6.5. Uh, Saison is seasoned in French. Uh, and these beers were brewed for uh, seasonal farmers in hmm. mind. Uh, so they needed to be light and thirst quenching. I would definitely describe this one as light and yeah, thirst quenching. Definitely. And so something about being uh, bottle conditioned, in my mind, that would mean that it was unfiltered. Do you know if that's true? I believe that's the case. Okay. So it would be unfiltered. You'd probably get some of the yeast uh-huh. on the bottom. Because there's definitely more of a texture to this one. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's another thing with saisons. They have their um, a little bit more greeny. Okay. Um, so the interesting characteristics that set saisons apart from other beer. Uh, interesting character. Uh, in the past, most of these types of beer were meant to be brewed with rougher grain or oat, like I just said, or spelt, which is a wheat species. Uh, now brewers usually use like a pale or a pilsner malt. I, oh, cool. I don't know what they used in this one. That's just a general characteristic. Cool. Uh, they have a hazy appearance, which this one does. Uh, this might come from grain starches, hot matter, uh, which is normally an indicator for problems in the brewing process because we now filter beer. Uh, but this beer is known to be left hazy to give homage back to the age before filtering. Oh, cool. To answer your question. Well, I guess that answer is that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it has spiciness to it. The spiciness may derive oh, yeah. from actual spices or spice from the hops uh, and fermentation. They won't be overly dominating. Uh, they're just supposed to bring balance back into the beer. And then a crisp, refreshing dryness. The beer was supposed to be 
uh, made in order to help farmers quench their thirst during the workday. Uh, the style has that crisp taste because it's well balanced. The main thing though is that saisons are effervescent, meaning bubbly, and have a dryness from their highly uh, attenuated yeast. Attuation, to put it simply, is just the conversion of sugars into alcohol and carbon dioxide. Uh, I think that's just CO2, yeah, in yeah. the ferment fermentation process. Um, Makes sense. The next one is pronounced yeast character. Saisons yes. are yeast-driven beers. Uh, treated in the right way, the strains of yeast used should produce every necessary character for the beer. Uh, more often than not, the yeast strains used in saisons better, ferment better at higher temperatures, so 84 to 95. Um, remember last week we were talking about lagers, which mm -hmm. are usually around 55 to 60. Yeah. Um, and then you compare that again to other standard Belgian strains, which... Uh, typically ferment at 64 to 75, so right, it's definitely cool. a higher temperature. Very cool. So what made you choose this beer this week? Uh, I chose this beer because the to-go menu was honestly like relatively small. Yeah, it was. Um, I think there was like four or five beers, if I remember. Uh, they only had four choices, four to five choices, like I said, and this one was the only one that came in a four-pack, and we wanted that shareability. Totally. Um, and then, you know... That's pretty much what we were looking for, and I haven't had many saisons, so I really yeah. wanted one. That was why I went along with the choice. Yeah. <laughs> I know you've been dying to try it, and for me, I feel like it's it's kind of like the champagne of beer to me because of that yeast character. Um, it is more effervescent, and I mean, I'm so used to finding yeast as a texture in wine that that's how I, I feel it in beer. Um but from a totally different reason. Yeah. <laughs> so how would you describe the aroma and flavor profile for this? So this is definitely um, more spice-driven. Um, yeah. It reminds me of like a baking spice and almost like a white pepper kind of smell. And then I'm getting some kind of lemon, like lemon zest. Well, yeah, they, they use uh, uh, Meyer of lemons. Oh, perfect. I think that's on the can too. Is that? Oh, is it? Yeah, my <laughs> lemons are fermented uh, with it. It'd be helpful if I read things. <laughs> yeah, and actually, um, so their description of it: Lemmy is a farmhouse saison brewed with two unique yeast strains that display the fruit forward characters: citrus, banana, bubble gum. Oh, totally get bubble gum. Uh, some balanced earthy and pepper notes, which you just said, mm -hmm. and a super dry finish, oh, which yeah. I get as well. It's totally dry. Um, you can get that dry finish from the water profile or bicarbonate, um, mm -hmm. sulfuric, higher, higher density water than lower density. Oh, really? So that's cool. That's where that dry And fun fact, if you guys are trying to figure out how to tell if something's dry, where you feel it on your tongue is the very tip of your tongue. So it's the first thing that you'll feel in your mouth is that level of dryness. Which is interesting. And then it's aged on whole Meyer lemons to make uh, it an easy drinking summer beer. And the lemons actually come from Fallbrook. Oh, that's cool. So they're locally sourced, which is really nice. I like really that. Nice. I like how, you know, they're using local made products, which yes. is good. Uh, the lemons were actually only aged in there for a couple of days. It's also can conditioned, which means they're using the natural re-fermentation in the can to create effervescent carbonation. Very cool. Um, this is the first clean saison they've produced. Hmm. So what that means is they have two programs. They have a clean side and then they have a wild side. 
the wild okay. yeast is more, um, we'll get into it a little bit later, but they use different types of yeast strains. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I like their whole kind of experimental vibe. I think it's really cool. Yeah, I think it sets them apart from other places that, you know, pretty much just yeah. do run-of-the-mill stuff. I can't wait till we can go and hang out in there and I can ask them a million questions. Yeah, exactly. We'll probably that, have to do another episode. Yeah, <laughs> we have a bunch of barrels in there too, so it's a really cool um, place to just go and sit. But like we said, we were very unfortunate we couldn't go in there and you know stay for longer because yeah. we had other plans and you know in order to have drinks there you had to buy food and we had plans so yeah it's just kind of well and also i feel like we like to nerd out when we go places so we like to sit at the bar and talk to either the beer tender mm-hmm. whoever's there and ask them as many questions as possible yeah <laughs> and it's just gonna be hard because a lot of places their actual bars are uh not open to be yeah you can't sit at the bars just yet yeah. um hopefully that will change in the next couple of weeks hopefully um, so the beer tender's choice, we got very fortunate. We actually talked to the co-owner and head of the blending process. His name's Justin. Yes. Um, he, and he picked out <clears throat> the Symphony of Spheres Plum Cot Wild Ale. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they're put in green bottles, um, which are actually made for champagne. Oh, interesting. And it helps with the extra carbonation that also allows... Uh, you know, if you just look at the bottle. Oh, yeah, it's like a little looks, half bottle. Yeah, it looks very rustic. Oh, it's a literal half bottle. It's 375 Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it adds that little extra rustic vibes. Um, I was reading on their Facebook, yeah, cool. though, that they actually ran out of those types of bottles. Oh, really? Yeah, so now they um, are trying to find new ones. I really like the label on this. You guys should look at our Instagram, at staytipsypod. Um, cause their, their design work is so great. Yeah. And I'm a brat about designs. Yeah, you are. <laughs> and theirs is so strong. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, I guess I should open this up so we yeah, can taste it definitely. as we talk about it. Um, so what sets this one up differently from the other one is this is a wild ale. Um, and it was barreled in red and white wine. So what wild ale is, it's any species of yeast in fermentation other than the peach er, pitching yeast often derived from the environment and or surrounding the brewery. Uh, so pitching yeast refers to strains of Saccharomyces. Oh, yeast so strains pretty. we find in ales and lagers. Look how pretty that color is. Oh, that color's amazing. Remember when I said I wouldn't want to drink another beer that was pink, except for you that lied. I lied. This one looks really Look cool. That. But it has kind of a like brownish tone to it. It's almost like a heavily pigmented... Like pink brown, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense in my head. <laughs> Here's some. So a lot of people um, put wild ales and sours Oh yeah. Uh, as the same, but that's not necessarily the case. No. Um, the introduction of a wild yeast or bacteria, so Brettanomyces or Lactobacillus, uh, creates a wild ale. I don't know if there's Brett or Lacto in this. Um, so I just smelled it, and it literally smells Brett 100%. Oh, I haven't even smelled it yet. So I took one one sniff, and I was like, oh, got some Brett. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you yeah. get like that leathery barnyard uh-huh. um, type smell, which isn't... A lot of people associate that with a defect in the beer, but that's actually what they, they don't wanted purpose, to do. They did purpose, yeah. To make it like a little funky. Because Brettanomyces is kind of a wild card. Um, it's technically a fungus, which sounds gross, mm-hmm. but it adds like another um, level of complexity 
to beer and they, they do, we get this in some Pinot Noirs and mm-hmm. wine as well. Um, but I feel like with beer, they do it more intentionally. Yeah. It's like for wineries, it's something that just happens in the cellar sometimes. Yeah. Whereas with beer, it's something that they're utilizing, which I think is really cool. Yeah. No, like they, you can definitely tell that they, they meant to do this. Yeah. No, it's awesome. it tastes, it tastes great. Um, so why, why did you go along with Justin? I mean, we can obviously always, you know, yeah, kind of decide what we end up picking because we're yeah. buying for yeah, it. Yeah, he but... did say two options that he liked. Yeah. But, I mean, this one he had me at Plumcot, honestly. Yeah, Plumcot's so interesting. So, I don't even know what Plumcot so is. So Plumcot is exactly what you would guess from its name. It's a hybrid fruit of plum and apricot. Okay. There are different variations of this, though. They have pluouts or pluots. <laughs> Um, which is a plum apricot cross with more plum-like characteristics. And then there are also apriums, which have more apricot characteristics. Um, plumcots themselves can be anywhere from super sweet to super tart, depending on their ripeness, which is the case with any fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have a Patreon page now, so if you join and become a patron, I actually loaded a photo that's a comparison of the three fruits next to each other, and you can totally see the difference. Interesting. But this one is the plum cot. Plum cot. Plum cot. <laughs> so what do you what do you get from the aroma and flavor profile? Obviously we I only we gave sp- it a small sniff already. We smelled the, the bread a little Maybe bit. Give it a swirl. Okay. I totally smell I've never had a plum cot. No, I haven't either. But the plum is like, whoa. I get the apricot. Really? Yeah, I get the apricot. When I tasted it. Oh, I haven't tasted it yet. Yeah. I the nose, the when it, I get, like, totally plum. It's definitely stone fruit. Yeah, I don't know what stone fruit is. Uh, anything with, like, a stone-like pit. Okay. So, like, those big pits, like a peach or, like, a, a nectarine. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Anything, like, that has a pit is a stone fruit, basically. So, olives? Well, no. Fruit. Like, fruit. Yeah, but olives have, <laughs> olives have a pit. But they Pitted don't look... Olives? It doesn't look like that, though. It's like that. Ah, uh, it's a little it bit It looks longer, like huh? a stone. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> You almost stumped me. Oh, almost. <laughs> that was close. He tried. <laughs> so, uh, Symphony of Spheres, as they say, is mm. a plum cut wild ale. Oh, yeah, the ale. apricots there. Yeah. Uh, this is a 5.9%, and they describe it as beauty displays mm. of pinkish red hues and a billowy white head. Uh, the aroma is unique with a soft Jolly Rancher candy-like sweetness. Uh, the flavor features a mild funk and a medium plus acidity that finishes soft and clean. Yeah, I think that's a pretty pretty good description. Um, the acidity feels high to me. I When I was talking just then, like I, I feel like my yeah. saliva coming to the front of me. You have to do the drool test. Yeah. Have, so have describe I told that. you yeah, the drool you test? Describe, you described this so, to me yesterday. Oh, that's right. We were talking about wine. wine. Yeah. Um, so the drool test basically is, I mean, I always do this for wine, but now I've started doing it for beer. Um, acidity in any beverage is what makes your mouth kind of water after you drink some. So if you lean your head forward and you get like a little pool of drool, um, the faster that and more rapidly that happens, the higher the acid is. But it doesn't happen at all. There's like not much acid. Yeah. Um, but this one, like, I don't even have to lean forward. My mouth <laughs> no, is just watering. Like, yeah. I'm surprised that they only called it medium plus because I feel like this is high. But I don't know also because the Saison didn't have very much acid in my opinion. No. So maybe no. the, the distinction is 
It's more drastic. Yeah, just a bigger contrast between the two. But this is like surprisingly light. I thought this was going to be heavier from the from the aromas. Yeah, no, it's really light and honestly kind of refreshing. Um, it's, oh, it's a bit so tart refreshing. Too. It is tart. Yeah, it's really nice and crisp. I don't get the the Jolly Rancher candy like sweetness. I, I so for me that's a feeling. Mm. I'm so you know I'm so weird about my mouth and mm. I can like feel it. So on the tip of your tongue. I feel like almost like a waxy coating, mm -hmm. and that's that sweetness. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what it feels like for me. It could feel different for you, but that's how I perceive sweetness in drinks. No, so... <laughs> I'm such a nerd. <laughs> no, what I just did was I took a sip, right, mm -hmm. and kept it right, On the there tip the, of your tongue. Mm -hmm. right there in the front, and then, like, kind of pushed it back, and then that's yeah. how you get back into the olfactory... Uh, yeah. Um, where your nose is. So you pretty much taste things with your nose. Yeah. And it, and the acidity on this, I can't believe it. Like I said, it's, it's, it's pretty, it makes me pucker. Yeah. It's pretty significant. I like it. So it's almost like one of those, like, uh, it's really good. Um, what's it called? The sweet and sour. No, not sweet and sour. Yeah. Like sour patch tart or something. Yeah. One yeah. of those. It's like that. You get that, that coating. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. I like, I like this. We're definitely going to have to go back. They actually have a yeah. couple of other things coming out. We'll have to go back and do a tasting um, once they're open, open. A, a part of their, um, of their program, um, they have another Lemmy, um, but it's a breaded Saison. Ooh. Um, but that's, you can only get it if you're a part of their membership program. Oh, that's cool. I love when breweries have membership programs. Yeah, so I was looking into their membership program um, for 2020. It was six bottles, six four-packs, uh, a t-shirt, a hoodie, and I think sunglasses or something like that. Oh, and then nice. on top of that, you get to go in 30 minutes before they open. So it's almost like a soft opening. That's pretty um, cool. So you beat the crowd because, like you said, like they're only open a certain amount of days. I think yeah. now they're open... Um, more frequently than they were in the past. They were only open once a month. So, like, it was crazy. But yeah. if you're a part of their program, like, you get in, you can, you know, sit down, relax, because they can get really busy in there, from what I've heard. Yeah, that's what I've heard, too. Because, obviously, they're really good. They make really good beer, and, you know, it, it has a good vibe. And, yeah, it was the guys really there cool were, were really cool to talk to. Like he was making yeah. jokes when we walked in and yeah, you know, totally. it, was, it, was a, it was a really cool vibe. Yeah. I liked it in there. I, I'm excited to go back. Um, especially if this is the kind of cool stuff they're doing. I've always been so intrigued by wild ales. Just, I mean, it's in the name. It's wild. It's, it's not predictable. Yeah. Which is so cool to me. If I would have not told you that this came from red and white barrels, would you have been able to pick that up? Mm, I would have said it was more of a white barrel myself. Gotcha. Just from like the aromas I'm getting, um, like the I mean, obviously the fruit is in there, but mm -hmm. something like um, like apricot and like light fruit smells make me think more of like a white wine. Gotcha. Um, but then again, there's still that kind of toasted note to it that you see more with red mm -hmm. barrels, just because I mean, no one really wants a heavily toasted. Riesling or yeah, something. No. I mean, you don't know Riesling at all, but you know what I mean? It's more like California Chardonnays to have that, mm -hmm. and that's pretty much it. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I, I like this place because I like a lot of barrel-aged stuff. Uh, one of my favorite yeah. places in St. Louis uh, called Side Project is primarily 
barrel aged and they do a lot of sours and a lot of mixing and yeah um that's where i got into more barrel aged stuff so i'm all about this i feel like that's one of those magic words for you yeah barrel aged anything barrel aged or you see bba in front of it (laughs) the bourbon barrel aged it's like okay i have to try that (laughs) yeah uh my fiance and i are big barrel aged fans we went to wild barrel the other day and yeah that's all she drank she only drank the bourbon barrel aged stuff so yeah yeah, it was... Mandy went hard. Yeah. No, no, it, was, it was good, though. Like, those those beers are always really, really good. Yeah, Always excited. high alcohol, and but, like, they're so sweet, or, like, they get those those nice um, barrel... Totally. Oh, totally. I love being able to pick out barrels in, in a beer. Yeah. Um, so what are we going to do next week? Yes, so next week, we are going back to my zone of specialty... <laughs> And we are fun. doing wine. And we are going to do some place that I've never been. So and I know I've you've never, never been, been there. there either. So um, <laughs> and it's actually a um, winery that does natural wines. Natural which wines. Which means minimal or no um, intervention. So, like, no additives. Usually just whatever yeast is in the grapes. Uh, it's called Charlie and Echo. Interesting. That's so, so cool. Yeah, I'm where excited. where is it? Just so people can go check them out before yeah. you know we talk about them. I'm pretty sure it's in Miramar. Okay. <laughs> and again, I've we both been haven't there. been there, so you know this is <laughs> a new thing for us. I which can is do a quick Google for you. Yeah, to let's confirm. Why, why not? All right. But this is this is a new thing, and you know we both set out when we. When we said we wanted to do a podcast, we wanted to try new things and educate ourselves. So, you know, this is exactly what Oh, it's off Carroll Canyon. Okay. So kind nice. of, I was close. Yeah, you were close. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really excited to try that and share it with you guys. Um, and that's another one that will wait to taste anything until we're alive. So if you want to grab some wine to join us next week, definitely do. Um, like I said... Go check out our Instagram. I have all these links in bio where you can find our podcast, um, our Patreon page, and I actually am going to be putting whoever we're spotlighting in the link in bio as well. Awesome. So I have a link for Stave and Nail in case you want to check them out. Cool. Awesome. All right. So we'll see you next week, and stay tipsy, you guys. Stay tipsy, guys. <laughs>